Hello residents of Meeple Town, this is Dean. Johnny Frost. And today we're going to be talking about a few games we've been playing lately. Then we're going to be doing a review of Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And then finally we're going to end the show with a showdown between King Domino and Queen Domino. So thanks for joining us for episode number seven. Welcome residents of Meeple Town. If you were here with us right now, you would see that Dean is dressed up like a construction worker from the Middle Ages, which looks like I don't know. Yeah, what 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 would that look like? Would that I look have like no any idea. other like person from the Middle Ages? Do they have I feel special... like they need they need to have some kind of hat. <laughs> like a hard hat? No, not a hard hat. But I just feel like it's just, you know, they need a hat and they have to have some kind of scroll or paper or parchment in their hand with the building construction plans. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and the reason... Okay, there we go. But that Dean is dressed up like that like is because today we're going to be doing talking about some tile placement games and all three of them have to do with constructing castles or constructing a kingdom which will be super fun right dino we'll see i've never uh, called we'll you talk about it later i've never called you dino <laughs> i feel like you have to uh isn't that the flintstones it uh, is what it's what my my father-in-law calls me dino a lot ah well i like that uh, that or i could call you bino yeah let's just call me dean let's just call <laughs> you dino bino so uh a poll i did uh recently was one that was related to the last podcast. So in the last podcast, uh, Dean and I both gave our top five most anticipated games of 2019, which Dean has already changed because of new things that have said yes, they're going to come out. man. Don't no, you hate that? No kidding. The day that we recorded that, Fantasy Flight, they announced this. I don't remember the name of it. It's, it's Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, I, the way I understood it, it's like a Descent or Imperial Assault version of... Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings, and that would have been way up on my list. Maybe, wow. maybe even number one. I don't know, but I was, I was pretty bummed that they announced that the day that we recorded. It's but. very difficult doing that that early. You know, picking your top yeah. five that early when there's so many amazing games that would be announced. But we talked about that, and they'll they'll change. But yeah, based well, on the okay, I'm gonna, I'm interrupting again. No, but, go ahead. So the other funny thing was I had said one that Fantasy Flight would not announce games probably until a little bit later, Gen Con, and then they announced that. And then I also <laughs> said that Days of Wonder probably wouldn't announce or, or wouldn't announce until later in the year. They did. And then they announced a Roll and Write. Oh yeah, uh, uh, what is that? Was that Rome or no no uh, Colossae or Col something? like yeah, that. Yeah, Colossae. I think that's what it yeah. was. And so that one that it wouldn't have made my list, but it no. piqued my interest because you know we've talked a lot about Roll and Writes and. I, I want to try different ones, and it seems like it'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, so. it, it piqued my interest as well. Nothing yeah. that I'm super excited and got to run out and buy, but right. I, yeah. if someone wants to play it, I'm down with giving it a shot for sure. Yeah, it seems outside their normal model of releasing one game a year, though, because this is kind of a smaller box game, so yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah, the art that, looks amazing on it. Yeah, that did interest me for that reason as well. So Now I, you can talk about the And Now I can talk about... Thank you for your permission, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Bino. Um, so I just picked... Four games that we had talked about. These weren't the top two of each of ours. I, they weren't, uh, but I kind of I picked some that um, 
I knew I thought that people would know maybe a little bit more about, and one that both of I, both he and I, were excited about. And so the four that I chose were was Glenmore Two, Tainted Grail, and I can't remember the end of Tainted Grail. What the name of that is? Do you remember? I got nothing. Don't terrible. Uh, Football highlights: twenty fifty two and La Stanza. Um, so Dean, the one game that you were most excited about. Meepletown is most excited about. The first place winner is Football Highlights 2052 with 42% of the vote. It doesn't surprise me because I think it's going to be a good game. But do you think, all right, just hear me out. Do you think that... <laughs> I was, was it, already shutting you They down? could have been swayed because they tend to gravitate towards one of the hosts more than the other ones. So, <laughs> like, they like me better and so they pick the game False. that I like better. <laughs> False. Maybe not. All right. Oh, that's, you, kid you, maybe dream. you did. Maybe this shows that you have better. Um, even though we don't debate, really, you have better debating skills. Maybe better oratory. No, I think it's just because so many people love baseball highlights. I think. Yeah, I think that's what got what has people really excited about this game. I thought Tainted Grail would win, just because of how many people backed that. Such a big. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I thought it would be football highlights or Tainted Grail, yeah. one of the two. But I. I was, I, but anyways, to say that Tainted Grill did come in second with twenty five percent. So football highlights won by quite a bit. Yeah. Um, then third was Glenmore two with seventeen percent, and last was my number one pick, La Stanza. <laughs> so uh, Meepletown in this situation has completely sided with you, sir. And it could be that people of Meepletown get really excited about good games and not terrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm you actually said excited you about to play that yeah. game. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, there's only a few more days to back it, and I haven't backed it yet. And um, I probably should since you it have was to. My, you picked it as your I number did. one game. <laughs> That's what I got to do. Oh my goodness gracious! So, Dean, what have you been playing lately? Well, one of the games I actually haven't got a ton of plays in over the last week and a half. I guess I've been pretty busy with work but i've played wingspan a decent amount and we talked about wingspan on our <laughs> on our youtube they video that. they can't or they, they might no, i was I whistling if you couldn't hear that <laughs> <laughs> but we we actually did a youtube video of our our thoughts of wingspan we did a review and so i'm not going to go too much into it but what I did want to talk about is how I've been playing some solo version, a solo version of solo. Wingspan. And so let me go ahead and I'll, I'll give some credits here. So Wingspan is a game by Stonemeyer Games. It just released in January of 2019, but the, the wider release isn't until March, I guess. Uh, but the designer is Elizabeth Hargrave. The artist is Anna Maria Martinez uh, Yaramillo and Natalia Rojas and Beth Sobel. And so in Wingspan, you are putting birds into your aviary. So you have this player board with, um, and that is... I'm going to keep doing that. That has spots to put your cards, and the birds are the cards, and there's a ton of birds in the game. But basically, you're going to take four different actions. You can either place a bird in your aviary, you can gather resources that work as your... um, your payment for the cards but essentially they're like how you feed the birds to get them into your aviary so you can take resources you can put eggs on the birds which give you points at the end of the game or bonus points at the end of the round and then you can grab new cards to put into your aviary like that's kind of the general gist of the game in the solo version i'm not a i'm not a huge solo board gamer because the games i've played in the past typically are 
try to get the most points yeah. and then beat your last score. You know, that those are the games I've played in the past. But Stonemeyer has this like it's it's autumn automa i think is what it's called yes uh yeah so like that's the the area of stonemeyer games that creates these solo games and they make some they do some good stuff they really do and i've played viticulture in the past because you're playing against the automa and i really yeah. enjoyed that that was i think the first one i've not played the scythe one because i'd rather play Me that either. with more people yeah. but wingspan is actually an incredible maybe my favorite solo game that i've played because it's wow, it's good. simple. Like you're making your decisions, but then all for the for the Automa player or whatever, all you have to do is flip over a card and do what it says and then move on. And so like the 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 thing that you have to do for that extra player is nothing. You don't have to think about it at all. You just mm. it gives you more time to think about your game and it actually makes for a really quick, fun game. So how bad do you lose? Oh, so really well? bad. <laughs> Man, it is it's difficult. It is not easy, which I enjoy too because I'm determined to beat that guy, whatever his name is, I call him Bob. You call him Bob. I'm determined to beat Bob because he is the worst. I would love to like peep in on watching you play against your imaginary friend <laughs> named Bob. Uh, I, I use the term "peep" because of birds. Sorry, uh, because you're like looking outside of my window while I'm trying I'm to play wingspan. Into your but... window, <laughs> watching you create your bird aviary oh. against your imaginary friend named Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he is beating me, beating me down, but a lot of people are raving on this game, yeah. and it's and for good reason. Watch our video because you'll get our, our final thoughts on how, what we thought of the game overall. But I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I I, I enjoy Wingspan. Um, if you want to see the video, by the way, just like go to YouTube and search Wingspan Review Meeple Town or something that'll that should pull it up, or you can search Meeple Town and and find our channel there. I really did enjoy uh, Wingspan. There's a lot of reasons why, um, and I don't want to go over in too de- too many details, but my favorite part was probably that there's 170 cards. It felt similar to uh, Terraforming Mars and the fact that you have so many, all the cards are different, so you have just a lot of choices to make, and um, the games seem different because of that. Yeah. And this game has gone nuts. And I'll say this, though, I did enjoy it. I personally have not gone gangbusters. I don't think it's amazing. I think it's a good game. You know, yeah. Dean likes it a lot more than I do. I do. I do. But part of that is the theme. I enjoy that. The yeah. components, as always, for Stonemeyer are really off the hook. Like yeah. They're so good. The, the bird feeder dice tower that it's they cool. just didn't have to do, but they did. And it looks really cool. So yeah, Check it out. Stuff. That's Wingspan. Yep, you should check it out. Of course, everyone's checking it out, it seems like. They that is get true. Their hands you might have to wait until at least March, maybe April, to pick this up. Yeah, I'm glad that you bought that one. Yeah, me too. Good good uh, job, Bino. That's <laughs> yeah. the last time I'm going to call you that. Cause this, <laughs> what have you like, been you playing, ever, John? You watch those movies, sorry, <laughs> where like they sell a joke that was kind of funny, and then they beat it. Like they just say it so many times, you're like, "This is getting annoying." Yeah. I'm borderlining that at this point. Yeah, just borderlining it. I'm not, done. I'm you done. haven't crossed that threshold at all. <laughs> so a game that I've been playing is one that I've had on my radar for a long, long time now, and I'm going to guess that there are a lot of people in Meeple Town have played it, uh, and but I haven't gotten to play in, but now I have, and that is Arboretum. Uh, and so in Arboretum, you have cards. The cards have numbers one to eight, and they also um, have different types of trees. And so when you're taking your turn, you're drawing some cards, you're placing some of the cards from your hand, uh, a card from your hand into your Arboretum. And what you're trying to do with on the table as you're building your Arboretum is you're trying to build paths from like 
a dogwood tree to a dogwood tree and how many you have in your path can score you points. But what I think that's pretty interesting about the game is um, not only are you just build, building your arboretum, but the way it's scored. And the way it's scored is you actually have to have cards in your hand that are going to have a higher total value than your opponents in order to score. So you may have an amazing path that's got, um, you know, it's worth six or seven points that looks phenomenal, but at the end of the game, everyone's got seven cards in their hand. At the end of the game, if the your opponent has a higher value, maybe they have a six and a seven in their hand, and all you have is the eight, then you don't get to score it. So there's this really interesting dynamic while you're playing because you can you only have seven cards. And with those seven cards, you're not only building your Arboretum, but you're holding back cards so that you can score your Arboretum. So you have this really interesting dynamic of, oh man, do I try to block someone else because I see that they've got a really nice path there, so let me keep these cards. But then if I do that, then it's going to be harder for me to get cards to play into my Arboretum. How many cards do I need to hold back to win this? And another interesting part is that uh, the one in your hand, the number one, actually cancels out a number eight of the opponent. So if you hold a number one and they throw a number eight on the table, that that's worth zero points. Oh, wow. So it's... Is that frustrating? Um, a lot of people think it is. Okay. The reason that I hadn't played Arboretum is because I, I read a lot of very like mixed reviews. I mean, and, and, and some people just raving about it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And some people going, ugh, because they thought it was just so... I wouldn't say take that, but it's in your like you, you're really going against other people, and you can totally block someone that's done great. And sure, it's annoying whenever you build this awesome path and someone has the one, but you got to think that they might have it if you don't have it, you know. And and it could really kind of sour you, I guess. But I really liked it. I, I'm I'm one of the ones that's going to give it uh, thumbs up for sure. I thought it was really fun, and with all those decisions that you have to make, it's a card game. And they've done a really great job with it. So um, I know you haven't been as excited to play it, but I want to make you play no, it. No, I mean, I like card games, and so I, I definitely want to play it. Um, it's not one that I you know, got super excited about it. I've had opportunities to play in the past, and I haven't. So I'm, you're right. I guess I'm not super excited. I do like the art. Oh, the uh, art's the, cool. I don't know if the art is the same as the Renegade it's renegade right that did the the renegade the version it. of it okay yeah it's and not then, the same at all okay i knew the box was different the box on the the old box does not so that's the thing that it, to me i think i actually may like the old cards better okay but uh the old box is is not near as good as the new box the new box definitely is much more eye-popping though i don't think the cards are really that much different in in in, in, in whether i like them better or not Okay. So, I have you seen the the deluxe version of this? I recently yeah. saw some people post pictures. Is that what you were playing with? I did not play the okay. with the foiled okay. cards. Yes, yeah, that, that, that looks incredible. Cool. That looks incredible. It remind, just for some reason whenever I saw that, I thought of like the X Men like holograms and stuff I used to collect yeah. whenever uh-huh. I was. Remember hologram cards? Man? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it was awesome if you if you got a hologram, you'd be like, yeah, look at this hologram. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, really, I will say overall, if you haven't played and it's not expensive, like fifteen bucks or something, like under twenty. Right. Uh, yeah, you should definitely, I think people should definitely check it out. Um, if you don't like games that are really competitive, highly competitive, and you like more of a, like a wingspan where it is got, there's competition, but it's a little more chill yeah. and you're not going right at each other, then you won't like Arboretum, I don't think. But if okay. you are okay with those type of games, super fun. 
it's it's funny because the theme doesn't seem to match that aspect of it like that <laughs> that take that you know like it just yeah it's really interesting yeah you're building an arboretum but you're like in your face yeah. <laughs> you can't score that path sucker we're like wait this is a tree game right a game about trees <laughs> it's interesting how i very much liked the theme though like okay. i liked building an arboretum i thought i but i like gardening and planting i just like stuff like that so yeah. that's probably why i enjoyed that theme but I'll have to check that out. I, I want to give credit to the designer. So it's Dan Kasser. Yes. And the, the artist, Felipe uh, Guerin and Chris Williams and Beth Sobel, who was also involved in the art for Wingspan. I didn't realize that. Waldo Ramirez. Those are all ones that are credited for that. So that's We did that on purpose, right? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I didn't know until I just looked it up right now. I yeah, I had no idea. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. All right, well, that's what we've been playing lately. Let's go on to the overview and review of Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig is a two-to-seven player game by Stonemeyer Games designed in 2018 by Ben Rossett and Matthew O'Malley. The artists are Agnieszka Dabrowiecka, Laura Bevan, and Bartolomiej Kardowski plays in 45 to 60 minutes, and is for ages 10 and up. In between two castles of Mad King Ludwig, you are a master builder chosen to help design two different castles, but there's a catch. You'll be paired up with another master builder for each of your designs. To start the game, a rectangular throne room tile will be placed between all of the players. Each player then takes nine square tiles and is ready to begin the game. Every player will then secretly select two room tiles and wait for the rest of the players to pick their two tiles. After everyone has picked their tiles, all tiles are then revealed. Now players may work together to place the tiles into the castle. Each player must play one tile to the right and one to the left. After the tiles have been placed, the rest of the tiles from the original nine are passed to the next player and the drafting will continue. Play will continue like this until one tile is left and that will be the end of the round. The game consists of two total rounds, so after the game is over, each castle will have 16 room tiles. Each tile type shows different ways to score points. For example, the yellow food rooms score points for having certain other types of rooms directly above or below, or directly right or left. Purple sleeping rooms will score four points for having all the other six room types in your castle. Or black downstairs rooms will score points for having a certain room type located anywhere above it in the castle. Once a castle receives three of the same room types, it will be rewarded a unique bonus. For example, once three orange utility rooms have been placed, the player building that castle will draw three bonus cards and keep one that will give the castle bonus points for meeting certain conditions listed on the card. Three green outdoor rooms will earn the castle a fountain tile worth five points. Once the two rounds have been played and the castles built, players will then add up the points from the tiles and any additional bonuses. Each player then looks at the two castles next to them and keeps the lowest scoring castles as their score. The player with the highest score is the winner. Now let's move on to the review of Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. All right, so in the board gaming world, one thing you don't see a whole lot of is mashups between mash board ups. games. Not too often, anyway. So back in 2014, Bezier Games uh, came out with Castles of Mad King Ludwig, which was kind of a uh, it was kind of a remake of 
of suburbia in some ways. I mean, there's a lot of the same mechanics, and that was by Ted Alsback. And then in 2015, Stonemeyer Games published a game by Matthew O'Malley and uh, Ben Rossett, and that game was called Between Two Cities. And then in 2018, they designed a game called Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And I, oh, forgive me, I actually left a designer off of Between Two Cities. Uh, Morton Monrad Peterson was also one that was listed on that game. Morton's listening right now, so... So sorry, all right. (laughs) So you are in trouble. So Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig was released in 2018, and it was a mashup between those two games. So I thought that was, that's pretty interesting. So it's like when Between Two Cities and the Castles of Mad King Ludwig have a baby, and this is their baby. It is. I just made it weird right then by saying that, didn't I? You do that sometimes. (laughs) Lots of times. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the art and components of Between Two Castles. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. That sounds great. And, you know, have you ever played, like, I mean, it's very rare that you play a Stonemaier game and you have a lot to complain about when it comes to the art or the components. (laughs) You know what I mean? I, overall, Dean, like, I just thought... um, the, the art was really great. The box is phenomenal. Yeah, I, the box is the beautiful. The box is so pretty. Um, I thought the tiles were very good quality. And, of course, they have game trays trays in, in the box. And, man, with having all those tiles, I couldn't imagine not having some nice tray or something to sort them. Because there are a ton of tiles yeah. in this game. And so, big props um, to Jamie and them for actually putting these nice game trays trays in there. Yeah, they didn't have to. And, you know, I, I think that's becoming more of a common thing. But in the past, Particularly I think we would have just had bags, you know, just plastic bags in there and you throw them in, in there. Because the reality is you don't need them. You have to put them in stacks of nine. And so you don't have to have these trays. But because you have them, it makes setup so, so much easier. So much easier. And sure. they also have this, uh, you can just pop the corner of the of the tiles yeah. and they just pop right out yeah and so that could be difficult in other trays where you're trying to get in there and grab those but you don't man you just got them in your piles of nine you hit the corner you pull them right out effortlessly yeah seriously yeah yeah and where are those <laughs> because usually it takes a lot of effort to get tiles out right <laughs> it can it can man when i got my fingers and i'm trying to get in those little tiles and my, they're in there and uh, I, that yeah. is that's true. No, I, I get what you're saying, and I think uh, again, it's not necessary. I, I also like the the tray that has the specialty tiles, so like the fountain and all that. Sure, it's yeah. nice to just look at that tray and know when you take a bonus to be able to just reach in there and grab it. Yeah, and, and they're all separated. Around. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's really good. Uh, the only um, small, I guess, a con I would have to. Uh, the the game the art and the components are something something that is something that I've heard other people say and I understand is that the tiles aren't huge and so the iconography is kind of small right and I I mean I've got good eyesight so it didn't bother me but I could imagine if someone didn't have great eyesight that it would be could potentially be very challenging to read some of the symbols. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> well, excuse me there. Oh, I mean, yes, you, you cannot edit that out. You cannot edit that out. I'll keep out. that in there. All right, yes, I totally agree with what you're saying. However, this this game plays up to how many? 7. 7. Yeah. There's no way you if you had bigger tiles, there's no way that you could have 7 people sitting around a table, a normal size table and and build these castles because you end up putting 
16 True. tiles into each one of those. So that's a lot of tiles on the table. That is. For me, it's not a complaint. And I feel like that that size is pretty standard. It's that carcassonne. It is. Like, what, a two-inch tiles or something like that? It's Yeah, it's one of those things where I say something about it, yet I don't know if I would change it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd want to have huge um, tiles in the box would probably be bigger and all that kind of stuff. So I, I totally get why they did what they did. But I do understand why some people, again, have some complaints about that. But overall, man. The, you know, the art yeah. on the tiles honestly doesn't grab me very much. Really? Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying. I like them. I, I like that each room is different. The names are, are cool. You know, I love how like, there are different... And that, that makes it fun because you're putting weird stuff so yeah. potentially next to another room that's kind of... That's yeah. exactly right. And it adds you know a little bit of a, a storytelling element as a result of that. But I don't know. Something about it. Like the backs of the tiles, I really don't like at all. Who cares? You, right? It's the back of a tile. But when I look right. at it, Who I'm cares, like, Dean? it's this... I don't know. It just doesn't grab me. Yeah. And, and I don't think you even have to have the artwork on the tiles. And so that's why it's not a big complaint for me. Because the they could have the easily tiles. just had you know names and the symbols on there and it, you know but they made it look like you're building up this castle sure which is i mean pretty cool yeah and, and it's cool too that it's a side view yeah so it's a side view of a yeah. castle versus a top o- overview which is what most tile laying games are yeah that's what and, the uh castles of mad king ludwig is yeah that's that's that overview which is what you need in that game but in this game it, it it's unique i thought that was unique and it, it it also adds uniqueness to the gameplay which you and is that a is that a segue it is. Let's talk about gameplay. Let's John. talk about gameplay. <laughs> well, that that part of it is interesting because you're the the way the game works. You're you're taking starting with nine tiles. You're going to draw two tiles and then you're going to pass them um, to the player to you know the left or the right depending on what round it is. But what's unique about this is that um, it's a side view. So there's certain tiles that can only go below your throne room or your floor castle. So you can only put like dungeons and downstairs tiles and corridors below it but then there are also certain tiles that can only go um certain tiles that can only go above and can't go below and the ones that go below like the the dungeons or whatever the downstairs i think is what it's actually called can't go above and so it's interesting as you're placing the tiles you do have some rules about that but i really feel like this game has a lot of uniqueness in that you are working cooperatively yet against each other so you're sitting between two castles, right. and you are picking two tiles, as I mentioned earlier. You're putting one in the castle to your right and one in the castle to your left. And the way the person wins is you actually look, you score both castles, one to your right and one to your left, and whatever your lowest scoring castle is, is your score. So you have to pay attention to both castles and make sure that you actually do a good job in both of those. And when you're drawing your tiles, also, you, you're drawing two, and you get to talk about it with with the other folks. Now, I found most of the time, I pretty much say, this tile's going in this castle, and this one's going in this, and it makes sense. But technically, you could argue or discuss back and forth, and your partner could coerce you into saying, no, 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 put this tile in our castle, because this is actually going to help us. So... Which, it did happen in, in a couple of the games that I've played. It's happened because you might pick a tile and you have an idea, um, you know, you might need this certain color, and so that's kind of what you're going for, but you might not have the best idea of where you're going to place it. Yeah. And it's hard to keep up with both castles, and so, like, you kind of have an idea of what you've put in both castles, 
And so, like, if you pick a tile earlier that really went along with this, and I just wasn't thinking about it because it wasn't on my radar, yeah, you could kind of help each other that way. So I've seen that happen. And that's true. And then also, so when you're drawing tiles, you can't talk about it. So I can't, you know, look right. to my player to the left and say, hey, Dean, you need to get a food room tile. I need to get a utility room tile. You can't do that. So you both may look at your castle and go, man, we really need a utility room, and both draw a utility room. Yeah. So then whenever you – so you could in that – situation go never mind i'm going to put the utility room to the castle to the right instead of to the left and then you know alternate those things so um anyway i i I like that and i really like the fact that it is your lowest scoring castle so you have to really be thinky about where i'm gonna uh, make sure that both of these are scoring really really well and then on top of that you're also thinking i'm passing this to the left, which is going to be my partner for the next round, but in the next round, it's not going to be my partner, depending on how many players we're playing. Mm-hmm. And so, what I'm looking at their castle, going, "Oh, what do I want to block them from getting in their castle?" Yeah, there's a lot of choices to make in this game. There is, and that's that's a positive and maybe a negative for you is the amount of thought that you have to put into this game. Yeah. You know, essentially, this game is a lot like. Seven Wonders, really, when you boil it down. Which I guess you can say that about a lot of drafting games. But you're drafting tiles and putting them into your castle. But imagine you're playing Seven Wonders with two different like two different boards that you're playing on. That's yeah. kind of what this is like. And so, uh, so I I enjoy the the thinkiness of that. But it is it's trickier because you have to switch modes quickly. Like. I'm thinking about this castle, and I know, okay, I need a I need a yellow tile to be able to get the sleeping rooms bonus yeah. or whatever. But then, like, you have to completely switch modes and think about this other castle that you're building on, and think, okay, wait, what does this t- what does this castle need again? What yeah. what do I need to put into this one? So it's it's kind of tricky in that way. And it's to me, it's and maybe not to me, it's a little more tricky potentially at the beginning because you start with nine tiles so you're looking at two different especially the second round so you play two rounds and you've got nine tiles you'll end up putting eight in um for each um eight in total and your partner will put an eight in total so you'll put it four in for each castle each round but like (laughs) you have a lot of things to like sort through you're looking at two different castles and nine different tiles and going okay well this will score me this many points this will score me that what are they going to what are they going to do uh you know two seats over if I hand if I hand them this so I think um maybe negative I like thinkiness that's what I like about this game yeah, a lot. yeah I personally like it but if you're playing with people with a lot of AP there's a a lot of uh someone could sit there and just calculate in their mind forever there's yeah. a couple people I'm thinking in my mind I love playing I enjoy playing games with but I wouldn't want to play this game with them because they're literally going to be going okay this is going to give me uh, four points okay but put this here this is going to give me two okay but they could get this and it's going to score them three and like just be like dude just make a choice just make a choice yeah <laughs> yeah just make a choice but that that is what I like about it and I do love that it can go seven players there's not a ton of games that without an expansion, you just go seven players. Right, right. You know, I mean, there's party games and stuff, but games like this, and also to go along those lines, you can teach it pretty quick. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of choices to be made, but I think it's a three-minute teach, but the good thing that Stonemaier did was gave like a little reference card for folks. And there'll be times throughout the game where you're like, someone's going to ask. But here's the other cool thing that I like is that if you're teaching a game to a new to a new person and other people some other people have played, because you're working on a castle together, you can help them. 
and coach them. Right, right. And yeah, I like that. That open information that you have is is really helpful. Now, okay, I have played this. I have not played a seven player game of this. Um, although I would really like to try that because I would too. Again, I like, done that like Seven Wonders, it's not really going to change. It's not. It's not going to change the amount of time that you're playing because you're all playing simultaneously. Unless you just have people that want to take forever. Right, right. But overall, you might have that, those players in a three-player game too. Yeah, so it, it shouldn't much. really change the time. But I have played a two-player game, and I think I want to. I want to bring up the two-player game. Because it's almost like a separate game, because it adds this extra layer of thinkiness that the three or four or five player game doesn't have. Yeah. And that's that you have to think through the castles on either side of you, but you're also going to pick the, the tiles for Ludwig. Yeah. And so in one round, I'm going to pick all the tiles. The next round, John's going to pick all the tiles. And for the other, Ludwig. For Ludwig. Ludwig. Sorry, for Ludwig, right. And then you're going to place them still like you normally would. You know, you're going to place the one that affects you. But it, it adds really an extra layer because you have to think, okay, I now have to think about three castles. One of those, yeah. I'm really trying to just give Sabotage. them the worst tiles out there. And then, and then on these other ones, you know, I, I want to be able to help myself out. But then you have to think about just all these different aspects. I... I don't know if two player was fun. I think, and I think they did a great job with how how that two player. They works. did a great job with that. It's not what I. It, that is not the way that I would want to play this game. It's fun, but for me, it's so much more fun playing that three, four, five player yeah. game. I think. Yeah, I don't uh, know which one I prefer. I like the extra layer of of thinkiness in the two player version. I I don't know if. You do miss some of that social dynamic of having more players and you're talking because you're only talking with one other player in this because you're competing against them and with them because what they did well with the two-player game is Ludwig can win. So if you decide to just bomb, like if you and your partner, Dean and I played this together, if he and I bombed our castle, which we kind of did, actually what ended up happening in our game was Ludwig and I tied and then we did the three tiebreakers or whatever, and we still, or the two tiebreakers after the original, and we still tied. Yes. <laughs> so if we would have put one extra point in Dean and I's castle, I would have won, but I didn't. And guess what? I've played this game quite a bit now, and I have never won. <laughs> I really like it, but I just must not be that good at it. Yeah. Or it's just my partners. That's what it is, Dean. Well, okay, you False. can blame it on them. It's not. One other thing I, I really enjoy about this is in a game like this, I don't want to have a blowout. You know, I don't want to have one castle that just does so much better than the other ones. Yeah. In the games that I've played, there was one game that I played, I think it was a, it was a three-player game, and the castles, it was like... 67 68 69 were the yeah. points on the castle and i love that i love how, won that one how close that is yeah. yeah actually no i didn't uh did my wife win your that wife one? won that oh. one. The, the one that was super close i won a, a different one that we had played oh but. i think you thought you won because i miscalculated yes originally <laughs> and, that's right and then i fixed my calculation that i think you pointed out i did yeah i flipped the table after that honesty because is I thought the best I was policy <laughs> You're a man of integrity. I love that. All right, what about what about the variability, John? Cuz i mean, you have there's enough tiles to play. You know, if you play a three-player game, you're only going to go through not even like half sure. the tiles. Um, yeah, I think there's a... I'll say this, like, and I think we briefly talked about this. Again, Dean and I don't like to talk too much about games um, before the podcast, but I like it the more I play it. And yes. that's a positive. There's a lot of games when I get to the third or fourth play, third or fourth play where I, it gets a little old. And this, no. 
Like I, every time I play it, I like it um, a little more or just as much. And now that I've got plenty of plays in, uh, I like it more than I did the first time I played it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. And that's a positive. When I first played this, I was really underwhelmed. And then the more I played it like you, I I, I like it a lot more now than what I did when I, I think first you played it. realize, because again, it's not hard to teach right. necessarily. I think you realize the complexity of your choices Yeah. Uh, whenever, as, the, as it progresses and goes a little, um, you play it more times. One um, negative could be for some people, for sure, especially if you like to win the games, uh, you're only as good as your worst partner. Yeah. Because your worst castle is going to be your score. So, and I've played this game with someone that was just awful, and I had no chance in the game. They just—it was just bad choices and stuff like that. So now I'm the kind of guy that loses so much. <laughs> I don't mind losing. Right. But if you really like to win games, that could sour this game for you. Because again, you're only as good as your worst um, partner. However, if you play three players. You all have the same partners, right? So right. or less, you know. Yeah. So, but if you get up to four or more, then of course you are going to have some different partners and stuff like that. But yeah. I guess that's the same in trick-taking games or anything like that. The good thing about that, though, is that you can play again if you don't care that much about the winning and losing. You can play with some pretty. You've played with your kids, um, but you can play yeah, with some young I players, which I that. think is good. I played this game. I taught this to my eight and ten-year-old, and the first time uh, my ten-year-old was my eight-year-old won. And it was because my 10-year-old just really tanked. And my wife and I were sitting in between them. So I was playing with Jonah, and I was playing with Noah. And Noah just did really poorly. And uh, so Larissa's lowest score and my lowest score was our castles built with him. But the second time we played, he won. So he really, you know, he picked it up. And again, my 8-year-old winning the first game, and our castles were scoring in the 60s. It wasn't like some, like we tanked. Uh, An 8- and a 10-year-old learned this game and can play it fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. I, that's what I like. I like games that you. I do like games that you can teach simply, but have a lot of interesting choices. That's exactly the way I am, I, and that's the phase of life that I'm in. You know, I want yeah. to play games that my my kids can play, uh, even if they, you know, obviously even if they can't play optimally, if they can just play it and enjoy it, those are games that I'm looking for. And this this does kind of fit the bill. A couple of things that I really like about this game. The specialty tiles, I think, are really interesting because it adds an extra layer of, of thoughtfulness. You know, you can either go for, uh, you can take a tile that's going to give you a lot of points, or you can take one that might not give you as many points, but you can get it'll bring you closer to getting a specialty tile or, or one of the cards, and I think that's a lot of Yeah, fun. so um, in this game, you're, when you're placing the tiles, not only are you looking at a tile and going, okay, if I put a sleeping room above this room, it's going to give me two points. But in your castle, if you get three of the same type of room, and what Dean is referencing is you may get, you'll get bonuses. Right. And it may be a specialty tile that's a tower at the top, and you need to score everything below it in that vertical row um, or column. And then if you get five of the same, you get another bonus. So mm-hmm. you're making those choices as, oh man, should I go ahead and do this so I can get the bonus? Or should I put this other tile in here because I know it can get me four points, but that could potentially get me more in the long run? I love the bonus the bonus action. And then you can also get even bonus cards as one of your bonus that can say you get one point for every specialty room in your castle or or whatever. And that's, it's, that's why it's thinky. Yes, it is. It's, it is not hard to go. Okay. Three colors. I get a bonus, right? But it's hard to decide what you want to do. It's, it's deceptive. This game, when you look at it, you think, Oh, that's a simple tile laying game, which it is. It's very simple. But like you said, there's a lot of, a lot of decisions to make every time that you're drafting these tiles. So, yeah, it's it's a 
it is a good game. Let, let's go ahead and get into the into our review, if you want, or into our uh, final thoughts. Final of it, thoughts, so. yeah. We, we, just so you know, Meeple Town, we haven't been reviewing it the last <laughs> ten to fifteen minutes. <laughs> hey, let's so start the review let's get, now. Re, let's get <laughs> let's, let's just we're gonna, we got about another thirty minutes to go. Oh my goodness, yeah. You know, the more we talk about it, the more I like it. <laughs> All right, bump your score up then. <laughs> no, um, do you want me to go first? I guess. No, I'm gonna go first. Sweet. <laughs> this, hey, first is that the time. first time in this podcast that? you've wanted to go it first. might be i i'm afraid that we might be similar to this and so i want to make sure everyone knows that i picked first <laughs> and that you just copied me um, oh geez. all right so the game the game is fun it's a, it's a good tiling game it's not john owns this game i do not i don't have a desire to own this partly because he owns it and you know i know that i can play it if i want to um but i i do enjoy this game when i first played it i thought okay this game's probably around a six for me and, and I, I just felt kind of underwhelmed. But then the more I played it and the more I thought about the strategies and uh, got into the tiles that I was drafting, the more I liked it. And so I bumped my score up from that six, the initial game, to a seven. And so that seven just means that this is a game that's it's a good game I'm usually willing to play. It's not one that I'm going to want to pull out all the time. There's other games to me that kind of scratch this same itch that I would rather play, mm. Seven Wonders being one of those. And I know they're different games, and you don't have that team aspect. They're so different, Dean. They are, but you do, in, in you do Seven Wonders, tiles. you have you have to pay attention to who's next to you, yeah. and, and you do play with each other in, in somewhat of a sense. Like, you, you know, you You're buy resources, resources from each other, you have to think about military, that sort of thing. So I would rather play that, but I but they are different enough. And so for me, I'm willing to play this game, just not all the time. Yeah. If I didn't own it, would you be interested in owning it? Would you think it's unique enough for your collection because of your Between Two Castles? Or maybe not? No, not for me. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't buy this game anyway, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah. I um, So I'm, a, I'm different than Dean. Though our scores are not going to be hugely um, different, our final scores. I am glad that I bought this game. I do think there's a uniqueness in, again, being between two castles that you're building um, that's not like any other games that I have, that I own, um, actually, at all. I'm trying to think of what other games besides Between Two Cities have that same mechanic. There's nothing exactly that I can think of anyway. Yeah, that's, that's, maybe people are screaming at the radio now and saying, no, this and this does, but I, I can't think of anything. So, well, then you but, can go to the guilds and tell us what those games are. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> 3407, Board Game Geek. Um, yeah, we did that as a plug, right? <laughs> we purposely did that. No, but because of that and because of the uniqueness, also because I can play this two players and it's really fun, I can scale it to seven players. I haven't yet, but I'm thinking of like, my wife's family, we go on vacation um, every year together, and we, uh, in the evening, play board games, like, all night. And one mm-hmm. of our biggest hits has been Carcassonne, uh, which I really enjoy that game. And I'm already thinking, because they like that, right. that it's tile laying game, that they're, they would, and it's pretty simple to teach, that this may be potentially a hit with the family for that reason. So I'm very glad that I have it, and I like the art, and I like the components and all that stuff. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Yeah. So 7.5, really enjoy it. Um, I would recommend looking at buying, especially if what we're talking about is intriguing to you. I looked at this game for a while. I looked at Between Two Cities, which I don't own, for a while debating because I thought it sounded interesting. But when they came out with this, it was like, okay, never mind. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's probably a lot of people. And most people say that. Most people say this killed, absolutely kills Between Two Cities for them. Um, I like the theme a little bit better, being kind of like medieval. The art's right, better. Right. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah. Anyway, so 
I, I do recommend this game for sure. Um, but, you know, if you really are competitive and don't like that dynamic about, have, you know, your worst player next to you is, you know, going to get you the worst score, um, or if you don't love the idea of playing, like my brother we played, and he's just like, I don't like co-op games. I just want to dominate everyone. <laughs> so he didn't like it that much because he just he didn't like cooperating and competing at the same time. He just thought it was a weird dynamic. I think it's a fun dynamic because I like cooperative. I like to... Uh, try to figure things out with other people and stuff. So 7.5, really enjoyed it. And I gave it a 7. One thing we did want to mention is we want to kind of throw out this value um, uh, part of our review yes. as well. And you can you can find this game for around $35, $40, yeah, something I paid $35. Like that. bucks for it. That's not bad. No, it seems like that would be a really good deal for what you get and the amount of plays that you inevitably will probably I mean, if this get. was 50 or 60 bucks, I wouldn't have bought it. Right, you right. Know? Uh, but for $35, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy with my purchase. Yeah, so we both think it would be worth it to, to pick that up. John, yeah. 7.5. I'll give it a 7. Now let's get on to our showdown between King Domino and Queen Domino. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the showdown in Meepletown. All right, for today's showdown, we are going to be looking at two Bruno Cathala games, and also the artist is both, they are both by Cyril Bouquet, and both of these games are published by Blue Orange Games. First is King Domino, which is the Spiel the Jars winner of 2017, and it has a bunch of other, uh, a bunch of other awards that it won along the way. Queen Domino, did not. It was it was nominated for one of those uh, for the board game geek family game, but it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it didn't win any of the big awards. But both of them are really really similar games. So let me go ahead and I'm gonna Very talk about similar. yes. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about how they play first, and then we'll kind of go into our, our thoughts and then just like pit them against each other. So King Domino, you are going to play two to four player, uh, two to four players. And in the game, all you're going to be doing is putting four tiles out. Now, I'm going to explain this as a four-player game because it might make more sense. So in a four-player game, you've got four tiles out, and each tile has two squares on it. And they're like dominoes. That's where it gets its name. And you are going to be placing those into your kingdom in a five-by-five grid. And so you're going to go through multiple rounds until you build that five-by-five uh, five grid. So how this works is I'm going to take my little king or queen meeple, depending on which game you're playing. But yeah. In King Domino, you take your king meeple. No, it's king in both games. Is it really? Yeah, because the queen is a special. Oh, that's right. That's right. The queen's a different queen character. Domino. Okay, so you're going to take your meeple. You're going to put it on a tile and say, this is a tile I'm going to put into my kingdom. Then you're going to put out four new tiles. And whenever you pull the your meeple off of the tile that you claimed, you're going to go in order. And so if you're the first one, you're going to get a tile that is of lesser value, potentially. Probably it's not going to have crowns on it. but Yeah, so every tile is valued. And generally speaking, the the higher the value on the back of the tile is, I don't know what the range between 1 and 50 or something like right, that. Right, right. Uh, 48, not, I think 48, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the ones that are higher numbered are going to give you more crowns, are going to give you more scoring capabilities. And so, yeah, what Dean's saying is um, you're going to put them in order, and so you're going to get, I guess, first dibs if you're on the top because technically you didn't have a higher... 
right value right and so you're going to take those take the tile off the board put it in your kingdom put your king on the next tile in player order and that player order changes again based on where you're going to put that tile so what you're trying to do is you're trying to get points and king domino is super simple so there are different types of terrain there's uh, wheat fields there's grasslands there's Forests. swamp and mines yeah. and each one of these um squares is going to represent one area of that terrain and as those terrains um, connect to each other that's going to build a bigger territory of that terrain type so at the end of the game all you're going to do is you're going to count how many squares are like i'm going to take grassland for example i'll count how many squares are in that one grassland and then how many crowns are in that same grassland and you're going to multiply that number so if i have two crowns and there's 10 squares that'll be 20 points and you're going to do that for each territory and that's going to be the entire game that's it queen domino is the same exact game except you're adding buildings and uh, so you have these red tiles and you buy those with money and you place those into red tile building tiles on your board and they're going to give you victory points at the end of the game, bonuses. They'll give you extra crowns. They might give you uh, towers, which will allow you to take the queen. the queen. I'll explain that yeah. in a second. They might give you these little uh, guards, and the guards are how you're going to get money to buy these buildings. Yeah, you tax the folk. Right, you tax the folks. And so I, I won't go into all of that. It's it's actually you know fairly simple, but we'll kind of yeah. talk about that as we we will as, as we go yeah. as we talk about the game. But the the queen is something that you can get from the towers. She causes the buildings to cost less, and if you have her at the end of the game, she goes in your largest territory as a, a as a crown, yeah. and then you'll get extra points, that which can way. really score you a lot of points. Right. Potentially, right. depending yes. on how the, how it's laid out. And in Queen Domino, you do a seven by seven instead of a five by five. Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. In a in a two player game. Yeah. Um, in a two player game, and then the other one, you're just do, also still doing yeah. a, a five by five. Sorry, I'm play primarily two players on these <laughs> games. So, uh, yeah. All right, so let's game. let's talk about what we thought about. Let's start with King Domino, John. I'm gonna let you start let because me I know some of your thoughts off. on this. All right, so picture this. I've got, you know, I've been hearing about King Domino. I see that it's, you know, the Spiel des Jahres winner. I'm pretty hyped about playing this game. I've got it on my Christmas list. I'm waiting to get the game. I'm excited. And Christmas comes and I don't get it. And I'm very happy about that. Oh, <laughs> because come on. I needed to give a little pause for <laughs> dramatic effect. Um, my brother, on the flip side, got it. And I'm like, oh, he got it. Okay, cool. Well, I'll get a chance to play it. And um, that would be great. And then I'll you know, purchase it myself or whatever. So we pulled out. And in, in this situation, it was my brother, my wife, and I. And we start playing this Spiel des Jahres winner and laying these tiles and I'm all excited about it. And we finish the game and all of us look at each other and go, seriously, that was it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, man, I, I don't, I mean, I'm just going to be blunt. I thought it was, for me, way too simple. I mean, you're literally just scoring the terrain times the number of crowns. And I, I understand why somebody that wants to have a very simple game or use it as a gateway. If, as a gateway game, I would recommend King Domino. I would say, sure, you should absolutely try it. But as someone who wants to make um, interesting choices, I didn't feel like there were that many. Now, I do like the dynamic where if you, you know, go for the highest value tile, the next round you're going to pick last, potentially, and that will really affect 
what you get. I like that is my favorite part of the game. But besides that, it was a huge womp, womp, womp for me. Yeah, I would say... You're going to disagree wholeheartedly, I'm pretty sure. Well, okay, let me say this. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Them's fighting words, dude. So, I I have played this game quite a bit, and it is is the go-to game for my wife and I. When we have people over that we're going to teach games to, this is probably going to be it. There's a couple others that we use as gateway, but this is one of the ones that we use most often. And and I I disagree. I think it does have interesting choices. I, I like how you said that you, the interesting there are interesting choices in the player order, but I think even you saying that, I think you might undervalue how important that is sometimes. Um, because you might, you might you might take you might take a tile uh, that you really might not need because you want to see what's coming up next, right? Sure. So like you you have to make this decision. Okay, this tile at the end is okay. It's going to give me some points. The one at the beginning really doesn't help me that much, but I'm looking for something that's really really going to help me out. And so how you how you think about that I think is really important. The spatial element of this game I think is pretty fascinating as well. So in you have I mentioned you have this five by five grid in a four player game, seven by seven in a two player, but it's it's an imaginary grid, and so you have to kind of think through how you're going to put these tiles in a way that you can put them out there because you're only going to get so many tiles, and if you can't at the end of the game, if you can't fit them onto your board, you just lose you those. You know they they just go away, and so you have to think from the very beginning how am I going to put these tiles on the board in a way that's going to fill up this grid. And I, I like, I don't know if you played this way, but there's a, a there's a few variants that you can play where you get bonus points for making a perfect 5x5 five five grid. And there's bonus points for playing if you keep your, yeah. your castle at the center. And I really like that as well. I haven't played those variants. It would add to the game. It, sure. it wouldn't change your it wouldn't change your thought on it, I don't think. Um, but. No, but I'll say this. And, and maybe why it was underwhelming for me was... Um, I tend to be good at spatial relation games. I've never lost a tile. And I've probably played it seven or eight times. Mm-hmm. Now, other people I've played with have absolutely lost them. So I don't, I mean, I don't know why, and I'm not very good at a lot of games. Like, I'm just, but it, it, I've never thought, oh, I'm not going to get to place that tile. It wasn't, it just seemed like it was too simple to not screw that up. Well, sometimes it depends on what tiles come out because it does. it's possible that even if you set it up really well, the right tile might not come out or you, you might not have place. a chance to get it. Yeah, that's what I try to keep it, my cast, my kingdom kind of open for that reason so that I can go, oh, if these flip over, then uh, I don't have just two choices, you know, yeah. and if I don't get it. But, you know, anyways, I mean, yeah, I get that though. I do get that. I mean, that is another element. I understand. Why people like the game, I don't understand why people love the game unless you're just either new to board gaming or want a really simple game. And if and that, you want a really simple game, I get I it. Yeah, yeah because, I get it. So I guess I approach games differently than some people. You know, I the the term gateway bothers me in a little bit. Not not about this game. Gateway, like it's gateway. perfectly fine to say that this is a gateway <laughs> game. <laughs> Just keep saying it over and over again. I know. Um I think it's perfectly fine to call this a gateway game because it is. But just because it's a gateway game doesn't mean that gamers aren't going to enjoy this. I myself I agree with am a statement. gamer, and I like simple games sometimes. I like Ticket to Ride, even though it's a gateway game. Yeah. You know, I, there's games like that that I still enjoy. I'm a firm believer in everyone play what they want to play. Yeah, I don't care if you've played games for 15 years and you love King Domino. I 
two thumbs up. I'm glad that you do. Mm-hmm. It's just for this review, like me giving my personal opinion, it was just underwhelming. Yeah. But I'm glad that you like it. Like, I, I understand. I will say this. So if... If it's a game that my wife didn't enjoy as much, I I don't know if I would still give it the, the high score that I will give it. But if we say, all right, we have a few minutes, we want to play a game, but we don't have too much time, let's throw something on the table, this is going to be it every single mm. time. And it's not like I, I don't dread that. I want to play it. I really want to see yeah. how well I can do, how how best I can maximize the, the tiles that come out on the board and uh, I just I really like that the scoring is super simple, which I think is great. You know, incredibly it's, simple. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's I mean, it to me it remind for me it reminds me of Sushi Go Party in the sense of a game that I personally don't really like, but I absolutely if I have some family, especially if I invite families over that don't play board games, it's I mean I would totally understand. I mean I'm not going to own it. I don't care to own it, but I would understand why I would have it in my collection for that reason because it's so easy to understand. Yeah. Yeah, but and we didn't talk about the art and components. The components are fantastic. They're they're thick tiles. There's art. The, uh, the, There's art. There is art. I <laughs> you mean, didn't sound too excited it, about well, that. Was, the thing is, on the smaller tiles, you don't really pay as much attention to the art that's on the tiles. But it's really cool. And I've not actually seen the giant version in person, but I've watched videos on it. And it blows these tiles up four times the size of what they are. And so you can really see, see the, the art, art on there. Yeah. And there's actually some really cool Easter eggs on this that I really, I like. So I, thought I the actually art really was, liked the art. I was just kidding about that. I was, uh, man, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was, it was, I mean, it wasn't bad for any stretch of the imagination, but it didn't, I didn't go, wow, that's pretty cool art. It was just, it was cool. Okay, wait, let me, let me stop there for a second. Would you say the art on the Between Two Castles of Mad King? I like the art better, better on Between Two Castles. This really? is why. Okay. Well, Here's why I I tend to uh, I'm I'm becoming more and more gravitate towards like a euro kind of oh, okay. look to yeah, games. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, not always because I mean I love architects and I love you know a lot of other games, but because of that, now I would say that most people might actually like the art on not maybe not most, but a lot of people would like the art on King Domino and Queen Domino better. And I've got no to each his own. I totally understand why you. Yeah, would. that does make sense though. It's yeah. that it's that style of and it. it this kind of lens, this like bright colors lend itself to this type of game, right? Sure. I mean, that's yeah. It could be like Circus I think they Domino did a great job for what they were accomp- trying to accomplish. Right. I think the art is spot on. It'll. I mean, the the box looks pretty cool. It stands out and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. What about the queen, man? What about it? What about the queen? How do all you right. feel about Queen Domino? Since I kicked off King Domino, talk to us about Queen. So Queen adds these extra levels, and there's. I think pretty much three extra levels: the the guards that give you money, uh, you know, where you can tax people; the the buildings where you know I, I mentioned what they give you, so that you have to think about how you're going to put buildings into your kingdom, how you're going to afford them, and then once you get towers on your board, the queen helps you to buy buildings cheaper, and so there's a lot of planning that goes there, and you also want to you don't want to spend too much time building up all these towers on your board. But you do want to have a lot of towers to be able to keep the queen at the end because that can be quite a few points. I mean, honestly, if she goes into your largest territory and you've got a territory that has like 10 squares or 12 yeah. squares, that's 10 or 12 points. You know, that's a lot. So so it adds these extra levels of complexity, it, you know, and I'm guessing because for you, you thought King Domino was so simple, you wanted more more meat to I it. I did want Or maybe you just wanted a totally different game, but but at very least you wanted more meat to the game, and so Queen Domino seems like something that would kind of resonate with you more. For sure. Um, I 
I mean, we're only ranking two games here, but yeah. I'll, I'll. I mean, I, the cat out of the bag for me is Queen Domino is so much better than King Domino. I it doesn't even. It's not. I mean, it's almost feels. It's not an expansion, but I mean, it is King Domino with additional things to it. Sure, it's completely packaged um, in, in in a different box and whatever. Adding the buildings adds a, a another layer of complexity because not only so you have to get red tiles in order to put a building on there, mm-hmm. which those red tiles are valued more in general. So you're going to then have to um, put your, you know, the King Meeple on one of the ones that are valued more, which means you won't get to pick next. It makes that decision of having four tiles laid out a, a whole lot more. Um, uh, I don't know if interesting is the right word. Important is the word I'm looking for. Important because whenever it's your turn and if you get to go first, not only do you get to choose which of the four you want, but you also get to pick the buildings first. Additionally, there's a dragon that we haven't talked right, about, right. and if you want to pay a coin, you can take that dragon and have them burn one of the buildings, and the buildings is in this kind of like a common area that we're picking from. And so if you see that your opponent is really doing well in uh, having a lot of different fields, and they see a tile that scores them two points per different field then you may want to pay a coin and burn that tile so that they can't get it. Or maybe you're trying to get the queen, as, as Dean talked about, and you see a tile come out that is uh, you know, going to give you a lot of castles. You, right. you take one that has castles, you see another one, so you take the one that has castles because you get first dibs, and then you burn the one that doesn't have castles, and it can really hose the other players. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then the whole taxes thing, you have to be able to collect taxes in order to... Um, get coins to actually purchase the buildings. And it just seems like there's a whole lot more combo going on. I mean, there isn't seem like it. There's way more combo action going on in this game. For example, you can also get tiles that give you, when you lay down your tax collector person or whatever, I don't know what they're called, you get one coin per um, similar uh, terrain attached Mm -hmm. to it. Well, there's also tiles that'll say for every... um, castle you have or every tax person you have you're going to get bonus points at the end of the last game i played i was getting like 20 something coins every time i laid down a person into these territories because my territory just kept growing which then at the end of the game you also get a victory point per per three coins right so i mean i had a ton of money sitting there and it i don't know it i it just is a way better it's not a completely different game but it's way better because it adds layers of complexity yeah it does it definitely does add that layer of extra layers of complexity and here's how i feel about queen domino i i like queen domino i like king domino i think the thing about queen domino that knocks it down a little bit for me is that it fits in a weird spot because it's more complex than king domino but then if I think, if I want to play a game in this amount of time that has more complexity like that, there you might be some other else. games that I would play. Uh, although I, I do play Queen Domino and I enjoy it. It's just, I don't know if I would pick it over some other games, you know, that are on my shelf. So I totally get that. So it's it, it just fits that weird spot. For that reason, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to, whenever I rate these games, because we're going to give our ratings, the rating's not going to be way different, though I would 1,000 times rather play Queen Domino. And it's because <laughs> I like Queen Domino, but I just don't love it. And it's for the same reason that you said. I'd probably rather just play something else. Hey, side note, what do you think King Domino is, is ranked overall on BGG? Overall? Overall ranking. Hundred and something. Yeah, hundred and eighty nine. 
Um, so a lot of people agree with what I'm saying here. Oh, I so. know. It's what blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's that's, And I think that that's one of the reasons that I felt the womp, womp, womp was it was just so much positivity. Right. Yeah. And I had so much going into it. Maybe if my expectations were lower, I just... I, I get why people like it. I just don't get why it's got... I mean, I have zero desire to have this game unless... I'm, unless I'm buying it to play with people who don't play games, and yeah. I get that. That's yeah. just that's me personally. Again, I don't hate on anyone out there. All the people that have voted for yeah. King Domino, it's just not my uh, cup of tea. Well, let's let's rank these games, and you probably know already. But let's do it. It. yeah, well, give, why don't you go ahead and our, start? Why don't you okay, go ahead and start? Okay, so no doubt, Queen Domino is by far better than King Domino, in my opinion. If you're looking for a game that has a little more complexity, um, there's no doubt it's such for me. It's a much more interesting game. Um, however, I do agree with Dean about you know, are there other games that would scratch that itch? You know, and honestly, for that reason, I won't purchase King Domino or Queen Domino. Um, I am going to say that Queen Domino is by far better um, but than King, so I would rank Queen number one, King number two. I'm going to give Queen Domino a rate, rating of seven out of ten, so I like the game. I think it's pretty good. I probably wouldn't turn down turn it down a whole lot, but I definitely would turn it down. It's not unique enough to come into my collection. I'd rather play something else for the most part. Um, King Domino... Man, I really wanted to just hose this game, but I'm going to give it six just because I understand why people like it. I understand why you might want to have it in your collection as a, not only a game to play with people who don't play games, but as you said, Dean, I get why you might want to have a quick, it's a fast game. Yeah. If you have two people that have never played it, it's 15 minutes, boom, 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 Mm -hmm. you're done with the game. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a six. Um... I was kind of funny. Dean was over at my house, and my, he, we asked my wife what she thought about King Domino. <laughs> and she said, it's okay. And I said, babe, what would you get at 1 out of 10? She said, 4. <laughs> so she just didn't like it really at all, which I don't want to – I would want to rate it lower, but I'm going to rate it a little higher again just because I understand why why you might you know like it or whatever. So even though I think Queen is a thousand times better – I just don't think Queen is an amazing game. So I'm still going to 7 Queen, 6 King. I like Queen better. All right, I'm going to throw this question out there. If I said, hey, let's play King Domino right now, what would you say? Please, Lord, let us play something else. Okay. (laughs) See, I think that if you were going just on your rating, though, you might rate that lower than a 6 if you didn't factor in, like, other people. That's correct. And and that was what I wrestled with. Um, And I did. I I, I really did. Because I'm trying to make... Sorry, I don't want to hose it. No, I just don't want to hose a game whenever I understand why people would like it. But if 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 we're just going straight on, would I want to play King Domino? I would if I was playing with people who didn't play games. Okay, that's if fair. I was playing with people who do play games, yeah, no. I mean, I'd give it a five or something like that. So right. just to throw, a, but that's that's my opinion on it, um, and that's why I gave it a little bit higher. It's the same feeling I get with Sushi Go Party. I don't really want to play it, but when new people come over. Uh, it's definitely a, g- a good game to go to, and I enjoy it, but I would never pick it. Yeah, and I'm never, I would never pick King Domino. I think that's fair. All right, so for me, obviously, I'm I'm gonna rate these differently. The funny thing is, I probably sound like I was poo pooing on Queen Domino, and I'm not I actually quite like Queen Domino as well. Um, King Domino, when I first played this, loved it, loved it, loved it, and I still love it, love it, love it. The the rating's gone down for me a little bit, but it's still an eight and a half for me. What? Yeah, I know you Dude, think that's you rated high. wingspan eight and a half. Whoops, yeah, never yeah. mind. Uh, <laughs> I, edit that part out, Dean. 
and don't not go to see the YouTube video. Because okay, just, here's here's the, the thing about rankings, and I, I, this maybe I will it. help you understand. But for sure, so Wingspan and and Concordia, both of them yeah. were that high, but they're different games. I yes, guess. they're totally very different it. games. Yeah. So what that means in BGG, if it's a nine, it's an excellent game. I always want to play it. Yeah. An eight is a very good game. I like to play. Probably I'll suggest it and will never never turn down a game. The thing is, I haven't ever turned down yeah. a game of this. So do I like Wingspan and Concordia better? Yeah, I do. But I can't play those all the time, yeah. right? And so King Domino is one that I do play quite a bit. I've played a lot more than, than any of those games. And that that's why I threw that out because I want people to think through. Like, we review games, we rate games, and like you can't give everything in complete ranking order because there's a lot of different things that are swirling around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is this a really good family game that I like? So I'm going to rate it high because I would like to play it. But mm-hmm. honestly, is it really better than Concordia? No, you know, right. or for my personal taste. So I just kind of wanted to say that. For that yeah, reason. no, no. <laughs> I like your reaction on that though. Yeah. But I, I, and I get it. So Queen Domino, I'll actually give that a seven and a half. Um, I, I really kind of debated to go seven, seven and a half. Um, and then because we were talking about between two castles of Mad King Ludwig, I was kind of thinking, which one would I rather play? For me, I'd rather play Queen Domino. Um, so that's a, I get that. It's more than just a good game that I'm usually willing to play because I really will rarely turn down a play of Queen Domino as well. So I really, really enjoy both of these games. I, I haven't tried the Giants expansion, but honestly, I don't really have a desire to even try it. I'll try it, but I won't, I won't pick it up probably. They because also, the reason you like King is because it's so simple. I love the simplicity yeah. of it. Yeah, I love some games. Onitama is another one of those games. It's just so simple. I don't necessarily feel like I need to add expansions to but that. But Onitama has a lot more interesting decisions, though it's simple. Maybe we'll throw that into another showdown <laughs> in the future. All right, so that is our showdown between King Domino Queen Domino. I obviously am the one who likes King Domino better. John likes Queen Domino better. But check these out because I do think that they're good games, especially for for people who are just um, getting interested in games. And that's going to do it for episode number seven. Thanks for joining us. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Meepletown Games and connect with us on the Meepletown Guild, guild number 3407 at boardgamegeek.com. And also subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And until next time, thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Meepletown.